0: What's up queens welcome to the female dating strategy podcast the meanest female only podcast on the internet i'm ro and i'm savannah all right this week's episode what are we titling at savannah incels on tour which is the funniest title ever i've been cracking up since she suggested that as a title for this episode because essentially this episode is about (laughs) the passport bros movement and the ensuing backlash they're essentially incels on tour. That's why I thought of it. Like, is if <laughs> Incels on Tour, a completely and totally appropriate name for these men. Or like the nomadic incel.
1: You know. The ones who, like, <laughs> they were clearly like if it was like the Hunter Gather day, they'd be walking like thousands of kilometres just for pussy. Because <laughs> they can't get any in their <laughs> home in their <laughs> home community. <laughs> it's why like that you can find, you know, like for example, skeletons of African descent in Europe <laughs> dated centuries old.
0: <laughs> is that why? No. Possibly. <laughs> it's probably why. <laughs> they walked thousands of miles for like a whiff of pussy. Because <laughs> their own community rejected them. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So the reason why we wanted to do this episode is because uh there was recently a big controversy online regarding this man who calls himself a passport bro named Austin Holloman, who had a YouTube channel and an Instagram page where he documented a lot of his travels in different countries and basically stick cameras in the face of random women to talk about how they're more traditional and take care of their men and how much better they are than American women, etc. Now, this hilariously backfired on Austin because he went to Brazil and he did one of those like on the street camera interviews. And then followed up with a TikTok where he basically called Brazilian women easy and said like he could just have sex with them whenever. And of course, some Brazilian women picked up on this video, some that were bilingual and exposed him on the news. So basically, they were really, really, really angry at the characterization. And then as the news media picked up on it, they started to realize there's this whole movement of guys called passport bros. The passport bros themselves are mostly black, although there's some variation of this of with different races yeah
1: it tends to be a western like a western male thing generally speaking when we're talking about passport bros because they can be black they can be white it's mainly the idea that women in countries that are deemed to be third world are gonna basically be better wives or better sex slaves because they make the assumption that these women are basically poor and desperate a good example is of like is like no neck ed from, you know, 90 day fiance. From 90 day fiance. <laughs> yeah, that's like your t- peak passport bro.
0: So I think when white men were doing it, it was called sex pats. And then passport bros seems to be like the black version of of that, where it's just basically these like losers who feel women are way too Americanized. And what they mean by that is like we have rights and the ability to support ourselves without being dependent on them and they don't measure up. And so they try to go to these other countries with women they feel like are more feminine and, and submissive and traditional, et cetera. So this guy, Austin Holloman, anyways, like he was exposed by the news media and then ran out of the country, like quite literally, the news media called the embassy and tried to get him deported. And then he was getting death threats from all sorts of men around Brazil saying like, oh, don't bring that shit here, et cetera. So it became a big controversy because now the Passport Bro movement, their spots being blown up by all these countries, they're being exposed by women in all of these individual countries online because they're not as smart as they think they are. People are kind of tired of the increased amount of men who think all these incels, they're tired of these incels on tour that think they can just come to these countries and like disrespect the women there. Both the women are pissed off, but also the local men, because I guess, you know, men, I mean, they're scrotes, but like, I think it's probably a matter of national pride you know, to run off a guy from a foreign country who comes there to like sexually exploit the women there. Right. I don't know why passport bros thought they were going to be able to like loudly flaunt that, because if there's any kind of consistent thing that men all over the world do, it's like they have an inherent anger and mistrust of foreigners. Right. It's not like they're just going to let any type of foreigner come in and be like, oh, I'm going to fuck all your women. And like, what are you going to do about it? Like, now that it's becoming more mainstream and more well known, it's pretty much becoming a problem for them. So, we wanted to do an episode on on these sex tourists. Call them passport bros. Call them ninety day fiancés. Call them sex pets. It's been a thing now for a while, even predating the internet. But I think the internet has really exposed the subculture. Yeah,
1: and I think it's also, I mean, like speaking from my own background, being a British Nigerian, it's also really common to see you know, Nigerian men born in the UK, wanting to find a wife from Nigeria. So it's a bit beyond sex tourism. It's more like marriage tourism, because it's a bit weird in that respect as well, because it's not like these men are incels most of the time. They can get a woman in the UK, but it's more about that power trip as well, like wanting to have power over, you know, the woman in Nigeria, because they make the assumption that these women are basically poor and desperate and they get a rude awakening as we'll discuss later on in the episode
0: yeah so prior to the passport bros movement and the passport bros movement has really been a thing i want to say for the past 10 years and like the sex pet movement started by this guy named roosh v has been a thing for at least 15 years if not almost 20 years is that what he's known for The sex apartment. Yeah, rouge V, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's why he, I mean, he was, I don't want to call him like the grandfather of the manosphere, but he was one of the the earliest incel slash red pill slash like pro-sex tourism guys. And like he had a very infamous forum where men would go on there and talk about their international sex exploits. And he also wrote a series of books called like Don't Bang X Country. So it'd be like Don't Bang Latvia, bang iceland and it was basically how to get laid in all these different countries and he sold them on amazon they were just like all they were were like little mini books about how to get laid in different countries that he visited but there's a lot of controversy because even his own followers don't think most of it's true. they think he was like lying about a lot of it and then he wasn't actually having sex oh 100 or he was paying for it it wasn't like they were giving him do you know what i mean he was paying for sex yeah he was paying for sex workers or he didn't have sex at all so it started with that. And essentially, it's all the same thing. It just has like a different flavor depending on, I guess, what country you're, the sex tourist is from and then his particular flavor of racism. So with these guys, they preferred a lot of the poorer Eastern European and poorer Asian countries to sex tour. Whereas I feel like with a passport bros, a lot of it's like uh, poorer latin american countries especially latin american countries with like a heavy presence of people of african descent so like brazil dominican republic parts of colombia it's starting to get like they basically pick and choose which parts of the world they think they're going to be able to sex tour most effectively and so with rouge v etc eventually his followers kind of turn on him because like the manosphere eventually gets into like a certain level of extremism so there's a pretty virulent strain of like uh White supremacy that was also festering into the manosphere. And so they thought a lot of this tourism, a lot of these guys would literally be talking about going to impregnate women from different countries as, as some kind of like racial superiority or like winning the race war type of thing. And Rushvi is like Armenian and Persian. So like he wasn't like white enough for his own followers <laughs> after a while.
1: <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> that's not like racism, but I mean, I don't feel sorry for this dude, but yeah, continue.
0: <laughs> of course not. I don't feel sorry for any of them. I mean, but they were talking about going like, you know, trying to take back Mexico or like take Mexico by like impregnating women there. Like just like these really weird white guys with like uh delusions of grandeur about their genetics, I suppose. <laughs> so that was like a whole thing. They almost reach a pinnacle and then they start to die down because the locals catch on when the locals catch on that their city has become a tourist hotspot for these guys called sex packs or passport bros, either one of two things happens, either the women there get wise and just start trying to fleece these guys for money, or the men there get pissed off and start threatening these guys lives, or both all of the above. So a lot of like these like passport bro tourist cycles have like now become almost like predictable because of the fact that like they're pretty much. They're so entitled. They don't go there and like blend in with the locals and like try to respectfully learn the culture. They go there because they want to like sexually objectify and abuse the women there, which then draws a lot of attention to themselves. And so after a while, uh, they'll call a country where there's like peak saturation of sex tourism and the locals have caught on. They'll call the country, quote, burnt, which means that like too many of you gross incels toured here now and all the locals know what the fuck we're about. So... <laughs>
1: And I don't understand that as well, like, just like Rose said, like, if you are going to go to a different country for a purpose, like, most people would attempt to assimilate, but from my experience of a passport bro, they basically stuck out like a sore thumb, and a lot of the time these women that they're targeting, you know, that particular passport bro isn't going to be their only mark as well, some of them have, like, multiple going at the same time as well. And these past sport bros, you know, especially the videos that I've seen online, they seem to be taking them out on dates and stuff like that. And it's like the reason why she's acting detached is because she's got 10 more of you to fleece. Which, by the way, I don't blame them for fleecing these men at all, to be honest.
0: I mean, a lot of them are sex workers. That's the other, like, dirty little secrets. Like, they think the women there are so much more submissive, et cetera. but it's because they're paying for it, right? I'm like, yeah, you can pay women who are sex workers to pretend to like you, right? I don't know either because it's of delusional self-importance or because of the language barrier. They don't really like understand that these women also see it as a transaction. They think these women are like really into them.
1: And these men as
0: well, they're also
1: doubly stupid in that because they know they don't have anything to offer, they will lead with their money and then they get fleeced for their money. They're not leading with their personality or what they have to offer. These men often lead with money. That's all they've got. And that's the reason why that you won't really see these passport bros in places that are economically, like, prosperous, you'll see them in poor areas, because obviously money, it opens doors in these sorts of areas as well. So it's just like they're just putting a huge, huge target on their backs anyway, because by leading with their money, because that's all they have to offer.
0: I mean, yeah. And I mean, they don't speak the language. And I've said this on my Twitter, I don't think like the stench of them leaves you if you go to a different country, right? Like, it's...
1: (laughs) Oh, no, the desperation is still there. Like, Even if you follow the story, for example, like No Neck Ed, his inability to relate, to even be able to relate to women, to be able to talk to them was still there, even though on paper he had the upper hand in that relationship. And that was why Rose was able to see, to basically see through him so easily.
0: I mean, okay, he was an easy one because he looks like how he does. (laughs) But still, it's like. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to say too much more because I'm not trying to make fun of anyone's disability or anything. But my whole thing is like with him, like he's like physically disabled on top of being like a completely disgusting man. So I feel like nobody but the most desperate of women who saw it was like transactional, especially a woman who's clearly out of his league, right, attractiveness wise, would deal with him.
1: But even the more conventionally attractive like passport bros, they don't often end up with a much better result. Oftentimes because their attitude is just so stank, I guess. In that regard
0: and not even just that it's that like okay if you go to another country and unless you are completely independently wealthy to the point where you don't have to like interact with local people or you don't have to like work with local people then you eventually do have to interact with the men there and they're just not gonna like that right and so there's all these stories of passport bros going to these other countries and getting robbed getting like forced into labor there's some pretty uh, funny stories, like just on Reddit alone, but like also just from other people who have known guys who try to go to these countries and be sex sexpats and then get a rude awakening that like, no, you can't just show up in a foreign country not speak the language and like start making demands on the women there. It's not like the men, you know, they're not just going to take that. Yeah. Okay. Imagine you're just, you're just like chilling in your neighborhood and then like just some completely foreign guy like pretend to some guy from like purple mania, a made up country I just made up just now. And he's purple skinned and he just walks through your neighborhood, doesn't speak your language, just starts talking at you. And then like hitting on all the women there. Like, you don't think that like draws attention? You know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of they have like no self-awareness. But I guess if they had self-awareness, they'd be able to get women in their home countries. <laughs> right. But <laughs> Well, yes.
1: The lack of self-awareness is the reason why they think it's a good idea and why they think they'll get a favorable outcome as well. And I do believe that some of these men overestimate their own intelligence and that they think they'll be able to spot a scam. But the reality is, again, if you are in a a different country, even if you're descended from that nation, so if you're an African-American going to an African country, it's still not the same, anywhere near the same as being a native of said country as well.
0: Of course not. If you're bad with women in your home country and you speak the language, why would you magically be good with women in another country where you don't speak their language or understand their culture?
1: But then again, though, it's not really about being good with women. It's just about finding one who they think is going to be desperate enough to be, I guess, like bamboozled by their money and the fact that they speak in a Western accent. Because for some, especially British passport bros, that's an appeal in quotation marks but yeah. And it just doesn't work out for them.
0: Yeah. In fact, it's actually pretty funny. There's a lot of videos online of passport bros, like (laughs) bragging about their quote women they picked up. And these women, I kid you not, even though there's a language barrier between me and them, I'm looking at their face and their body language. I'm like, oh, she's about to fleece this stupid asshole for all his money. Or like, she totally is not attracted to him in any way, shape or form. She's just trying to like get a green card or get some money or whatever. Right bring water to her village or some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just really pathetic because the men seem to think like, she's submissive to me. She's not like you American women, etc. And like, you're just looking at them like, it's because you have like a dollar more than she does. And she's in a really desperate financial place. Not because she doesn't think you're a lame, right? And like, the language of lameness is an internationally understood language between women like you could just look at the body like you don't have to speak the language to look at their body language and realize what's going on oh 100 percent. and it's so funny watching these guys like badly butcher the language too when they try to speak whatever the women's language is oh my god it's so pathetic oh
1: gosh it's cringe it's so cringe and the, the thing is they actually think like they look cool it's just insult mentality like just complete lack of self-awareness I almost feel like I've got no words for just how pathetic it is. Like, when you actually break it down and... Because they're literally going out of their way as well. Like, they're actually spending money to leave their home country to go to these places just because they feel like they'll get better women, in quotation marks. It's wild. Fools and their
0: money, as they say, are easily parted. Yeah, I don't know if there was ever a time where this was like... So I think, too, why the backlash has started to become global is because obviously like we're all more and more connected because of the internet so just like the incels can can connect and make all these strategies to become passport bros like the women in these countries resent certain types of characterizations right like especially if the guys are running around telling people that women here are easy and like submissive and like are ready to be exploited by them so i feel like there's becoming less and less places for these guys to hide out and i think Uh, The cost of travel was a little bit more prohibited, prohibitive for some of these guys, whereas like the cost of travel has gotten significantly cheaper in the past 10 years or so. So now you're just seeing a ton of these guys and they're kind of just ruining every country that they touch with their presence. I mean, it's it's like when everybody was like backpacking through Asia and then eventually like I think it was Japan was like one of the most popular places for people to backpack. And then eventually like the Japanese government based like had to like kick out a bunch of these like unwashed dreadlocked losers and be like, just don't come here to our, don't like come to our city and like beg on the streets for money just so you can backpack through here. It's so pathetic. So I just feel like more and more countries and more and more people in these countries are wising up to like American, European, et cetera, basically Western people coming to their countries just for the express purpose of bumming off the locals and or sex touring. (laughs) yeah definitely. like when I spoke to my
1: mum about this, she obviously grew up in Nigeria in like the nineteen seventies nineteen eighties and she was saying how even back then, there were passport bros who would like hang outside her school, some of her friends would offer them. I think like she was set up with one by her friends, but she chickened out, bless her, and she just went home. But back then, these women i mean I'm talking in the context of Nigerian culture, they would be more likely to go for a passport bro and not expect anything out of it because the message given to women of that time was like, suffer for your husband, struggle for your husband, do whatever he says. But now my mum was saying how she's noticed a massive shift in what women are expecting from these men. And to the point where even in Nigeria, there is a growing group of women who will only date international men for this reason, because it's about, I guess, getting as much out of them as possible, and especially a thing with the passport bros is that what they often don't account for is that it's not just the women that they have to deal with. It's often their whole family is in on the thing. So they won't just be paying for the woman. They will end up basically funding, you know, the man's lifestyle. Like, I remember seeing a post on Twitter about how this African-American man was going to Africa to find a wife. And even the African men were basically saying, like, bro, you're going to get absolutely rinsed totally rinsed
0: by them yeah because most of these countries like the part of the deal of the women being submissive is that men have to provide everything for their lifestyle right there's like no such thing as 50 50
1: even if the woman works like she's not expected to pay for anything and when i say pay for everything i'm not just talking about the household bills and the food i mean things like her day-to-day maintenance you know, money if her friend has a birthday and she wants to buy them a present. You know, the medical bills of her extended family members. In Nigeria, I know there's a massive culture where even if you're, you know, say, for example, your cousin 10 times removed is having a birthday party, wedding or a funeral, then you are expected to contribute substantially to that celebration, even if you've never met them before. And so the financial burden is absolutely huge and they will get it out of you. Like it's pay to play in many of these places.
0: Yeah, and these guys are broke, so... I mean, that's part of the reason why they struggle with uh, women in America, because they're, they, most of them, they're not independently wealthy by any type of stretch of imagination, right? And the conversion rate can only take you so far, which
1: is why, at least in my experience, <laughs> a lot of the former passport bros end up coming back to date a woman in the UK, because on average, they are cheaper. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because like the women there are more likely to work for themselves, right? And Western women are more likely to have their own money and be able to support themselves. So they have this like delusion that there's some kind of magical utopia where, I mean, there well, maybe there might be some places like this where like there's no responsibility on men. But I feel like even then, if that is the case, it's usually reserved to the men that are already in their culture. They're not going to let foreign men come in and just exploit their women that way because men are very aware in these cultures of how exploitative some of their bullshit is. So, like, they are not keen on letting other men take part in it.
1: And the women that these passport bros end up with, you know, like you say, they tend to work in the sex industry anyway. They tend to be more enlightened, isn't the correct word, but they tend to be more used to these types of men anyway. So they've learned how to basically extract as much as possible from them. The sorts of women that Roe is talking about, the submissive quotation marks women, the traditional women, again, they will tend to only go with the men from that culture.
0: Yeah, these guys will be straight up bragging about the fact that like, oh, for $20, $25, I got this girl to cook and clean for me and like have sex with me. And I'm like, yeah, she's a very low-income prostitute that you purchased in an outside country. But they think this is like, this is how these women are just naturally are. And I'm like, no, you're just getting the girlfriend package. It's just cheaper over there, right? It's just a little bit cheaper in some of these countries. But for whatever reason, you know, they just, they feel like that's different. For some reason, buying sex abroad is like more noble. And those women there are more like naturally submissive than if they bought sex here. Maybe it's because they lie to themselves about the fact that they're buying sex. I think they're just lying to themselves about this, about the fact that they are buying sex over there. Yeah, John's always are uh, delusional about what
1: sex buying actually is like.
0: So that's not really a surprise. The other thing, too, with passport bros. So a lot of them have had problems both immigrating to other countries, but also trying to bring their foreign bride, if they so have a foreign bride, back to the States. Because they say they've noticed that if they bring a woman from one of these countries where they're more, quote, submissive, that, and they bring them to a Western country, that they get Americanized and then, like, leave them and or start making more demands. And I'm like, I don't know if these women are getting Americanized. It could be, but also if they were just playing the long game to begin with. And these guys are just very fucking stupid, right? Meaning like they're playing the long game that I'm going to pretend to be submissive so I can get into one of these Western countries. And then suddenly, like when they're there and they have citizenship or at least have a green card, some kind of permanent resident status, they start acting their natural selves again.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. That's the thing. Like, again, the immigration sham, like the immigration marriage sham, has been around for literally decades. I also feel like, in a way, this is just a bit of a diversion, but I also feel like this is where these women are actually the most vulnerable as well, especially if they are waiting to get a green card or waiting to get their immigration stay as well. So I really, really feel for women in these situations because if the man turns really, really nasty, it can be almost impossible for them to leave unless they want to be deported.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a scam. Like the whole mail order bride, even when it's not like technically mail order, and they go and they find these women and quote, fall in love in another country. I mean, it's something that appeals to women who are particularly desperate, right? So there are, in fact, like trade offs and risks. And I wish this is an episode I wish Lilith was here to talk about because uh, she had a similar situation with her father and his wife, his second or third wife. Yeah, you know, it's like they, you know, are trying to Have a better life for themselves and then sometimes make trade offs, which means you have to deal with some like entitled pervert incel from the west who's very delusional about his social status and attractiveness level.
1: Well, yeah, and also it can go the other way, and they can just literally just cut you off as well. So then you're stuck in like a place like the US or the UK or another really expensive area, unable to work because some visas restrict you basically at least in the UK, if you are an immigrant, until you have stay, there are so many services that you cannot access. So things like social housing, uh, because they say you've got, what's it called, that you don't have any recourse to public funds as well. And I've seen it where these passport bros, when they literally get, they literally just block the woman and they don't even bother like divorcing her or anything. It's really, really bad.
0: So, I mean, that's obviously the risk of dealing with them. And I think nobody in our audience Oh, please, please. Everyone in our audience have the good sense to not try to hook your future to one of these passport bro types. Yeah. I
1: mean, I would hope that our audience don't find themselves in that position, but I mean, that's a, this is a separate episode, but there's also, I guess, the internal like movement passport bros as well, but that's a separate episode anyway that we'll cover.
0: So we've talked about this before about Men quote unquote divesting or leaving their home country because the women there have gotten too feminist. And that seems to be like a circular thing, <laughs> right? Every single country is full of men who feel like their women have gotten too feminist and have to date women outside of their culture. I would be really like interested to know, you know, in some of the countries with languages uh, that I don't speak or like that have a lot of traditional religious background where like women are inherently and legally. Like inferior to men, meaning like they don't have as much as many rights, like on paper. I think even those guys are complaining women are getting too feminist. So it's just like there's not really like a level of feminism that men are ever going to be happy with. Like they're plenty happy with female slavery. They will completely and totally embrace female slavery in all its forms if given the option. So if women don't actually fight for their rights. So I think this entire discussion, I want to address some of of the fears and concerns we even had from some of the women who were talking about men in their life who have low-key revealed themselves to be passport bros. We had some discussion about this a few weeks ago on our war room on our Patreon and our Discord war room about like passport bros and guys who were revealing themselves trying to find women abroad because of like, oh, they're such and such, so submissive. So I think I'm on the camp that it's not something much to worry about because most of these men they're trying to go to a country where they don't understand the language, they don't understand the culture and then like attract women based on the fact that they have a green card to a western country or maybe their american dollar goes a little bit farther but you know in an increasingly global world that like it's just not working as much because obviously despite the language barrier, there are certain types of behaviors that are going to be red flags to women in most places. And unless they're willing to put up shop and like completely move there to that country, it's not likely they're going to get the happy ending they deserve. Because the internet is also littered with stories of uh, just how badly these passport bro situations go for men, from the women fleecing them to the local men, completely robbing them and leaving them for dead, stuff like that. So We might read off a few of these stories just to kind of assuage your fears or concerns. Like, I'm not worried about the passport bros. Mostly I think they're like, they're incels on tour. I think is the appropriate, (laughs) the appropriate way to characterize them because who aren't likely to be as successful as they think. And then, quite frankly, if a man thinks that way about women and he's like, at that point, like he's gross and far gone and he probably has every red flag in the book. I don't see any man who, like, any man who has like real value, especially in America, is going to be able to get. A woman because of how low the bar is as we've repeatedly said so if he has to go abroad where some of the bars are lower not all of them then he's he's a complete lost cause like because yeah. even like for example
1: men who meet women who aren't from the same you know culture or country and they often meet them in environments where it makes sense and so maybe at college at uni at work or organically through travels they're not actively going like seeking out these foreign women they're not doing it
0: yeah, I do think like the sex pats are like a specific type of movement which might be different from a guy who goes to a different country because he's getting educated there or something like that. Yeah,
1: it's totally different.
0: They're so low value that I mean, I almost feel like it's not worthy of or worth discussing. I mean, I think the only thing that we can maybe focus on is like red flags and he might be a sex pat/passport bro. And the red flags, of course, is if he makes multiple trips to countries that are known for sex tourism. So Thailand, the Philippines, Dominican Republic, like parts of Colombia, et cetera. Then I feel like that's a red flag. If he starts talking about how women over there are such and such weight, which is very different than the women here, then also bullshit, right? Like also red flag. Yeah, he's a
1: nationality chaser.
0: Yeah. And they're delusional, right? So I don't know. Do we have a selection of stories queued up of like just how bad this can go for passport bros? So there was one from the
1: Reddit that was asking people about their opinion on passport bros. And this was from a Redditor who said that they worked at a US consulate in Eastern Europe one summer, which is a typical passport bro destination. And on a weekend, their boss got called out in the middle of the night to meet an American citizen at a police station on the outskirts of the city. I imagine you can see where this is going. The dude had been found in just his underwear, it was summer, in the deepest suburbs of the city, completely lost and not speaking a word of the local language. He didn't have a passport or a wallet and was in nothing but his briefs. And he insisted on speaking to someone from the US embassy, which was like eight hours away by train in another city oh so when it all goes tits up that's when he remembers that he's a u.s citizen (laughs) and it's like surely like basic research like if you're going to somewhere especially these countries that you're not familiar with is to i don't know check out what help is available if you get stuck (laughs) i don't know this just seems just just really really stupid okay uh so the story continues the register says and my boss starts talking to him and he just insists he wants to go home. He keeps repeating it over and over. And she's like, sure, sure, but we need to know what happened. Eventually, my boss got the story from him. And so he and his friends were basically passport bros. They heard that women in our area were sexy and easy and decided to make a weekend of it. And they flew in all the way from the US. They stayed in in a nice hotel and started hitting the bars right away. Their first night in town, this particular dude met a girl in a bar and she was into him. And so she invited him back to her place. Why? Would- okay. Okay. So in general, victim blaming discourse, right? If a woman did this and something bad happened to her, you know, it would be seen as you should have protected yourself. Like this is basic, you know, safety advice. But so I don't know why these guys think it's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why you would do that anyway. If you just met somebody in a bar in a foreign country, why would you then just go back to their apartment, bearing in mind this is the first time that you've met this person?
0: Is that just me? No, I mean, I agree. Like, but again, they're overconfident and stupid. I don't get that.
1: And so they go to her apartment. And of course, he's plastered because he was trying to keep up with the locals. As she opens the door, clicks on the light and boom, the three or four guys are sitting in her living room waiting for them. And so the dudes grab our guy and stuff him in the trunk of a compact car and take him on a grand tour of the ATMs in the area. When they had extracted literally everything they could from him except his underpants, they dumped him on the edge of town. And he was walking around alone, like mostly naked and terrified for like an hour before the police picked him up. And so the local cops all thought this was hilarious and they didn't have any interest in solving the case. And of course, because our guy was shit-faced and could not even read or speak the local language, he didn't have any idea who the woman was, what street she lived on, and nor where her friends had taken him. Um, My boss put him on a plane back to the US, and that was that. I always kind of wondered if that experience improved his views of American women. (laughs) That was definitely a stitch-up, though. 100%.
0: So there's another thing that's going on called uh, scoping or scoped, and it's basically the Cardi B treatment where like these women who are sex workers, they slip these guys a Mickey or something in their drink and then rob them that way too. Oh. Uh... A lot of guys have like reported an increase in that. So basically, in conclusion, I wouldn't worry about these guys because quite frankly, like again, people there aren't stupid, right? Like they're just people. They understand why these guys are there. The American passport hasn't I don't know if it's as impressive anymore, given how cheap travel is and how much it's now known about how much these men travel to have sex with women.
1: And there was another story on the same thread, which we'll link as well, that about an Australian that went to Bali because he thought he'd get easy sex in quotation marks, but then instead he got robbed. And it was actually this particular passport bro was actually a teenager. So this is also. I don't think it's a huge concern, but I just think like if even I guess like teenagers are thinking it's a good idea, they're just going to end up badly hurt because these older scrotes are telling them that
0: it's a good idea. Right. So, all right. So that's the show. We have a pretty funny story about one of our relatives trying to be a passport bro and miserably failing that I think is going to be shared on the bonus content that will be on Patreon on patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. You can also check out our website if you want to discuss this episode at the Check us out on Twitter at femdatstrat and on our Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. Thanks for listening, queens. And for all you gross, creepy sex pets out there. You're an incel in any language. Die mad. Bye.